What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Proper Tools Podcast, the only podcast where you can listen to a couple of tools just sitting around and talking shop. Well, usually. I'm Jake, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean. Welcome, everyone, to episode 18, which just happens to be our first ever Star Wars extravaganza. This is going to be a ton of fun, or should I say a ton-ton of fun? Oh, man. Well, before we roll into it, let's introduce our extra special guest. We've been wanting to get this guy on the podcast for a while, and I don't want to wait any longer. Let's hear it for Rory from RLL Woodworks and DIY. What's up, Jake? What's up, Sean? Thank you guys so much for having me on. Absolutely. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, glad thanks for coming here. on. All right. So what are you guys making right now? Rory, what do you got? Oh, man. I am in the uh, transition of doing a bunch of outside shop projects to a bunch of indoor projects. And so we are gearing up to redo our daughter's bathroom. And so I've been freshening up on how to tile a floor and how to refinish a bathtub and how to change out a sink faucet and all those good things. So uh, I think the next couple of uh, months for me are going to be focused on projects like that. We're kind of in a in a uh, aggressive home improvement mode right now. <laughs> That's always I mean, fun. You do all the things that I don't ever want to do. <laughs> <laughs> DIY stuff can get pretty in depth. Are you making any videos out of that stuff or just Yeah, talk? I'm going to. So my latest one was um, we painted our daughter's room and trimmed out that window. And so I made a quick video on that. And then, um, yeah, planning on, I, I've been, I've been contemplating exactly how to do it. Like you could really stretch a video out like that, right? Like, or stretch a project out like that, how to tile a floor, how to change out a drain. Like let's mm -hmm. review this Rust-Oleum, you know, tub refinisher product. And then you do a, a time lapse of the whole thing at the end, you get four or five videos <laughs> right there. So I haven't exactly decided, you know, what I'm going to do yet, but we'll see. Right. Right. That's all good stuff though. Yeah, oh, it'll be fun. Population. It needs to be done. We live in a in a 25-year-old house, so it's at that age where some of those surfaces haven't been touched in a couple of decades. Well, my house is, see, it was built in 1968, so there's there's still some stuff that hasn't been, been touched. We're working on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's way before Star Wars. Y yeah, yeah, there you go. Ten years before. <laughs> yeah, this house has been a riot because the, the people who lived here they basically built it and they lived here for 30, yeah, 30 some odd years. Um, and their kids had it for just a couple of years and then we finally got it. So yeah, it's been, <laughs> been, a, been a lot of fun tackling all the stuff that's going on in this house. And by fun, you mean not really? By like, how many nails did he think he actually needed? <laughs> like, Really? And all different sizes. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but when we first moved in and we were painting, I took off some of the doors, uh, just like the bedrooms and stuff. And those hinges each have like three screws in them. And of like the three or four doors I did, every single screw, I swear, was different. You know, <laughs> Phillips, flat. There were some like hex screws in there. I don't know where those came from. Uh, it was just a total mismatch of different types of screws, different lengths, big was, screws, little screws. He was playing a joke on you. He knew that one day in the future, some dude would move into the house. and Yeah. He's like, he's going to go get this one screwdriver to take off all these doors, and he's going to get so mad. <laughs> were there any what? brass screws? Yeah. Yep. And then, oh, like, good. there were there was, like, some, like, four and a half, five inch, like wood screws, like big, <laughs> super long screws. Like, wh why? I guess he stripped out a shorter one and was like, well, 
I could put a bigger screw in or just do a really long screw. I'll catch the next stud. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Worst case, we'll go out to another, you know, another 16 inches. We'll catch yep. that guy. But you, Sean? What have you been working on? All right. Should we flip a coin? Uh, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Scissors. Oh, do we have to do the whole shoot thing? I was going to. I'll this is an judge. audio podcast. I'll be the judge. I can't, right. I can't see myself. I don't know why that matters, but I feel it does. There we go. All right. Is it rock, paper, scissors, shoot, or do we throw on scissors? Throw on shoot. Okay. Okay. All right. You good, Sean? Yep. Okay. We'll see if we're synced up. <laughs> All rock, right. rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. We're not synced up. <laughs> <laughs> okay how about this i'll go all right <laughs> wow this is good good audio podcast. yeah um okay so as usual i'm working on some photo boxes um my customer wants two this time and my wife wants one for one of her customers so i am batching out three at a time um which it's weird it feels like it goes in a way so much faster when i'm ripping through three times as much material um <laughs> but uh yeah cut a bunch of miters today and maybe tonight i'll glue up some uh some boxes so we'll see oh fun mm -hmm. fun 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 yeah i don't have any um real projects going right now other than a video that i'm trying to edit but not trying very hard that is a project in and of itself my friend it it really is especially if you're like i'm inspired for the project so don't get me wrong but i just haven't been inspired to sit at the computer and edit after going to work and then sitting at the computer all day, coming home, editing. I just, so I haven't been very good at spending time getting that done. So hopefully I can get it done soon. But so Jake, when do you do your instructables? Cause I know you do a lot of times you do a, a, um, matching instructable. Like, do they release at the same time or do you do the instructable later on or what? Uh, usually later on. Okay. I don't really have a timeline for it. Uh, but usually I'll focus on getting the video out you know, get the video done, edited, uploaded, and then spend the next, um, I don't know, two weeks trying to make a thumbnail and title. No, yeah. maybe not, but I spend so much time on thumbnails and titles and, um, and then I'll just go through the video and get a bunch of pictures. And then when I get around to it, I'll do the instructables. Okay. Cool. Cause it's, it's still a thing. Instructables is still a thing. Yeah. I was just on it today. I just created an, an account today. Cause that's one of my 2022 goals is to Get some instructable content going. Yeah, Is it finally join instructables? Yeah. Jake shamed you into it on the last episode. I think he did. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I just opened a hotmail address too. I'm I am rolling. <laughs> when you go on the internet, um, yeah. to like look up stuff, I don't know if you know you could do that, but you can. Uh-huh. Um, how do you find stuff? Do you use Yahoo? Alta Vista. Ah, okay. Well, better than Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so it makes me feel old when i think about the first time i ever used the internet um <laughs> speaking of feeling old should we dive into some star wars questions let's do it this is Hold after on. all we... I prepare for this okay oh, oh man he's shirt. got the star wars shirt oh, ready. here i'll do that too now i'm ready jake and i were matching we looked like cool youth pastors <laughs> right <laughs> but my my shirt, the logo is invisible, so I can, I can see it. It's it's yeah. in uh, it's in, it's one with the force, and so there is a um, right up there. I've got a Star Wars clock. In yeah, the is that the Death Star? It sure is. That's cool. glow in the dark. Yes, 
but it's Ooh. in the basement, so it never actually like gets charged, so you can't actually see it in the dark. But <laughs> well, we know glows in, in the uh, in the dark side, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's on the, it's on the dark side of the Death Star. <laughs> the side you can't, you can never see. <laughs> it's really dark <laughs> over there. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, this will be like a Star Wars extravaganza. Yes, this is supposed to be a maker podcast, but this is Proper Tools podcast. We kind of just do whatever these days, it seems. And uh, Star Wars is probably the best, way better than that other one. What was it? Track? Star Trek? I think it's Star, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Star <laughs> Trek. So we figured we would dive into that because we know we're fans. Rory's a fan, so that's a topic. There might be spoilers to those of you who aren't caught up on on, on everything, but uh, <laughs> beware. If you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back yet, maybe is a good time to tune out. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't seen A New Hope yet, just... <laughs> and then the other three no but we may talk about some boba fett that's a good point jake yeah yeah yep boba fett and if somehow you haven't seen mandalorian i I guess but shame on you i specifically want to talk about where mandalorian left us hanging in the last episode of season two so if you have not seen that maybe not the episode for you (laughs) (laughs) all right well where do you want to start sean um I want to know the first Star Wars film that Rory ever saw in a movie theater. So they got uh, remastered when I was in middle school. And so my friends and I went and saw Empire Strikes Back in what I think was sixth grade in the theater. So that was uh, sometime in the mid to late 90s. I'd have to do the math. Mid 90s, something like that. Whenever Empire Strikes Back got re-released, um, that's the first one I saw. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which one did Blake. you see, Sean? No, I want to hear yours first. Uh, I don't know I... if I want to go in the... You sure? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, okay. I, can I All feel right. any more older after Rory's answer? So go ahead and lay it on me. <laughs> okay. So the first Star Wars film that I saw in theater... Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty, pretty young, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm part of the 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 original prequels. So, the first one I saw was the Phantom Menace, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is the best. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> the, the best, the best of, of that one. Yeah, the best of the, the, the best of that first trilogy. three that were made after the other first three. Yeah, yeah. Darth Darth Maul was a pretty sweet villain. Yeah, I mean that. I really like. You know, that was the first one I saw in theaters, and that was so much fun. I remember. Um, I don't remember actually seeing many films in theaters before that. Um, I certainly was old enough, uh, but we just didn't go to the movie theaters very often. And so somehow we made that happen and got to go see The Phantom Menace. All right, Sean. All right. The first Star Wars film I ever saw in a theater was Empire Strikes Back on its original release, not its remastered stuff. Um, However, I'm old enough to have seen... A New Hope in, a, in the theater. Um, but nice. Empire Strikes Back, was that's actually also my first movie memory. My earliest memory of ever going to a, a movie was Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah. And then I saw Return <laughs> of the Jedi at a, at a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah. I mean, I think we just touched on something there that 
is one of the reasons Star Wars is what it is. I mean, the two of you's first movie theater memory is a Star Wars movie. Like that is mm -hmm. not a that's not a coincidence. You're totally different ages and different, you know, areas of the United States. You're both, you know, guys, but still, like that's just that's just what's so <laughs> great about Star Wars. Well, one of those prerequisites is filled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's an interesting thing about Star Wars. It is kind of spans generations and mm -hmm. groups of people. And, um, you know, around that same time, I remember going to my cousin's house for a couple of weeks and we played the, there was a Star Wars card game, I think is based on the, uh, the second trilogy, <laughs> you know, the Phantom Menace trilogy, but you know, that was still super fun. I remember getting into that big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were in middle school, we were like, you know, old enough to go to the theater by ourselves to see it. And I have that, you know, similar memory, Jake, of kind of being there, you know, without parents. And that was cool. But we were young enough still where like the action figures and the toys were still, you know, acceptable right. to play with. So we'd go to Walmart and, you know, buy the action figure for five bucks. I've still got Han Solo and Hoth gear like in the package, you know, and randomly <laughs> one of our storage bins. And it's just, you know. It's just a cool time. That's awesome. That's like, yeah, that's kind of a perfect, like, you know, mesh of, of times there. Mm -hmm. Old enough to go and do stuff on your own, but still young enough to like appreciate it, I yeah. guess. And I've got a, this huge family. I've got four brothers and two sisters. So my oldest brother is nine years older than I am. So he remembers seeing them like original in the theaters. And my younger brothers are four years younger than I am. So they are in that same like, the first, you know, the second trilogy, episodes one, two, and three are kind of where they got entered in and started getting into it. And I had all these action figures and it was just, you know, <laughs> it's just this kind of this thing that 13 years of brothers like could very easily bond over. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, um, none of my other siblings were really that into Star Wars. I should have asked my brother before I came on here because he's about eight, eight years older than me. Um, but uh, I you know, my younger siblings, I don't think we're ever really that into it. Um, youngest is 10 years younger than me. <laughs> and uh, I know he's not really that into Star Wars stuff. So there's an 18-year span between your youngest brother and your oldest brother? Yeah, something like that. That's impressive. Yeah. Is there any <laughs> chance he was an uncle before he was born? <laughs> uh, wait, say that again? The, the <laughs> oldest brother would have had to have a kid in his teens. <laughs> right. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> no not quite not quite but, wow uh, that's a big gap yeah yep 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 so what was what's your, i want to hear your favorite episode from each batch of three um oh was each, it for each batch of three or favorite from of all three i well, guess i read that wrong i should have thought about this longer okay so your first experience was phantom menace and then i had you know two more sequels that kind of went downhill from there so of those three which was your favorite <laughs> well obviously phantom menace so we'll <laughs> get that we'll get that one taking taken care of so how about you of the first three yeah i would say the same but you know for me and my generation we had waited i don't know what felt like decades you know we were little kids last time we had seen a star wars movie in a the theater and now then i was actually in college and uh to know i, I mean i remember deliberately going to see what was it I think we bought tickets for a Rugrats movie just so we could see the trailer, <laughs> just so we could see the trailer of Phantom Menace. 
And as soon as we saw the trailer, I think we got up and went into some other theater to watch something else. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But that, that was the, the buzz and the excitement, you know, especially in a college town where everybody, <laughs> right. we're all kind of in the same boat, you know, we're like, we were just in middle school half a decade ago, you know, and now we're geeking out on Star Wars again. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Rory? Same. Yeah. So from the first one, Phantom Menace, probably the, the, um, uh, revenge of the Sith and like the, um, watching Anakin transform into Darth Vader mm-hmm. was interesting just to see. I, I am a sucker for like backstories um, right. and the way that things tie in. And so like, you know, all the Marvel mov- movies and the way that they're all connected and, you know, the Star Wars universe, and the way it's all connected. Like I just, I love those bits and pieces of it. And so I did, you know, I did like parts of that overall. It was, you know, not the greatest acting and all that stuff, but, um, but I did enjoy that part of it. Right. Yeah. I think I, I would agree with that overall. It was a good kind of trajectory, but there was some <laughs> weird choices on, on the part of the studios making those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Step it up, guys. Come on. You realize well, you we're know, making funny, fun right? of you for years after this, right? <laughs> yes. You'll have a subreddit of your own, and it's not a good one. Not a good one. <laughs> I know we're going to get to the final three at some point, but I it's funny. I feel like the same about both of those groups of three. Like I was so excited that when I first saw them, I was like, this is the most amazing thing. And then after, you know, digesting it for a few days or weeks, it's like, wait a minute. I feel like, I feel like I just watched the same thing, but it's just got some new graphics or, you know, this story just didn't really hold up. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, uh, go ahead. Well, we can just talk about the, the, the last three, the most recent three then. Let's do it. Um, Because that's kind of, you know, my my same take on it, too, is my favorite, uh, you know, episode was The Force Awakens, but the other ones were kind of so-so. Oh, man. I'm good. Did you lose your back (laughs) I'm good. Had a little noise barrier almost fall over here. Um, (laughs) So I actually lowered my expectations quite a bit. Four, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> right. And I'm with Smart. you, Jake. I, I actually really enjoyed Force Awakens and I really enjoyed all. So I saw those obviously, you know, now in this more current stage of life. And I have reached a point where, you know, going to the movie with going to the movies with a couple of buddies is like a total luxury for me. And so I am like easily entertained uh-huh. and go into those things very specifically, like with low expectations and to be entertained. Um, right. And so, because, you know, if me and my wife and daughter go to the movie, we're not seeing Star Wars. We're <laughs> going to Sing 2 or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, I, I actually really enjoyed all three of them. I enjoyed all the old actors coming back. Um, but if I had to pick, and there and there were components of each movie that were, like, like there were scenes that were awesome. Like when, right. when Kylo kills Snoke, and then they have that, he and Ray team up and have that fight, and Snoke's, you know, little lair or whatever that was awesome in uh uh-huh. in uh the last jedi and then um in uh rise of skywalker like same thing like when they kind of team up and they use the force to like transfer the lightsaber from one to another like those were just awesome scenes like iconic mm-hmm. scenes but yeah, yeah if i had to if i had to pick one movie it's force awakens yeah i'd say the same and for the same reason it was it was all the build-up of you know, oh, it's like, great, we got a new trilogy starting. Let's, you know, this is going to be amazing. And then um, 
remember one of my friends at work a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, but didn't you notice it's like the same story? It's, <laughs> you know, the person realizing that they have force powers and then they have to go destroy this giant space station that destroys celestial objects, you know? <laughs> well, the the concept of, in storytelling, the hero's journey, it's, you know, like this just generic baseline story method or story formula, I guess, is like the epitome of all Star Wars movies. So yeah. it is the hero's journey. You have mm. the hero who has something and then loses it. And then a guide shows them how to get it back and they fight for it and, you know, eventually get it back and, and win the day. But I and, think this, that like that all leads into like, like another reason that Star Wars is what it is. And that's, it's like, yeah, it's not the best story ever, but like the music and the costumes and the characters, like that's what guys like us like it for. Right. So right. That's why it's, I, it's interesting and fun. I think, yeah. I think you can't watch it like seriously. Uh, that makes any sense. Like mm-hmm. if you watch it and try to take things seriously, there's just, besides like, you know, science stuff, ignore that, but they, they make weird jokes that, you know, aren't cool. They're cheesy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's okay. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you, Rory. I think that the storyline and the, the most recent three, or there were bits of it where they put in some really cool new things. You know, like mm-hmm. the whole dialogue that Ray and, and Kylie Ren would have. Um, yeah. Just, you know, telepathically over wh- however millions of miles apart they were. Um, there's, I do think, though, that the final three, there's, I feel like some parts was like, why didn't you think harder about that? You know, <laughs> like yeah, the, the whole. For sure. The the casino scene on Canto Bite. Like, I, I hate that whole sequence because it, it looks like they took a modern day Earth casino mm-hmm. complete with the same tuxedos and just put creatures in it yeah and it's like if, if this is a world far far away and you know a long long time ago sh- shouldn't they be wearing something different than the same black tuxedos we wear today yeah and i know i sound like a total like you know <laughs> comic book dweeb tool but that that's that's my complaint on the the most recent movies well i feel like nowadays part of being a star wars fan is like critiquing it like the hardcore Star Wars fans are the ones that are like, I hate everything that's not a new hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when the, the latest three came out or just before they came out, um, I think there were some some trailers that came out. And I remember my friend saying like, oh, these aren't going to be any good because they changed this or that's going to be wrong or whatever. It's like, well, here here's the here's the exchange here. We can have no Star Wars movie, or we can have slightly wrong Star Wars movie. I, I want slightly wrong Star Wars movie. I'll take it. Yeah, the, the you know the there's the folks who read all the novels and the stories of everything that happened after, and so if they so that, yeah to, to to them that that was the story, and so if the movie didn't follow that, like I could I I could totally relate to that if I read all those novels, and then all of a sudden there was like this cinematic. Uh, deviation from that story i'd be like what right is, yeah doesn't matter how good it is it's wrong <laughs> right <laughs> yep. yeah the books are right you know they were written by a bunch of random authors so they know what they're talking about <laughs> uh, i don't know did you guys read many of the books or all no, the books I, didn't. Or? I didn't no i've never never read any of them 
Interesting. Do you know somebody's going to come across this and and blow the two of you up and find me and blow us up too, blow me up too, because we're <laughs> uh-huh. like not doing it. Like we're not we're, we're not enough fans to even have this discussion. This conversation. <laughs> That's okay. Bring you it. Call, call me. Just call me a Star Wars consumer, not a Star Wars connoisseur. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I I enjoy Star Wars. Uh, maybe I'm a fan, but I, there's so much I don't know. So much. Or yeah, don't even I'm, remember. I'm with you. I mean, I think in one of our past episodes, I mixed up the names of some of the movies, but I I knew what I meant. I just didn't say it right. What about the uh, What about episodes four, five, and six? Favorite episode in that trilogy? So I would say for me, it's uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, one because it's the first one I ever saw. Um, two, I think it was. Um, I think it was a great follow up to an already great story. And, you know, that just doesn't happen. You know, the sequel being better than the first just doesn't happen yeah. except for Terminator, um, Terminator two, <laughs> anything after that, just, just ignore it. Keep on walking. Um, and you also just the uh, Terminator or you can have <laughs> yeah. no Terminator. So, and there's also just so much nostalgia around empire for me. Um, yeah. cause that's like, we actually had that one on video and I could, watch it whenever i wanted which was (laughs) quite often (laughs) so that's my answer yeah it seems like everybody likes empire that's kind of the general uh consensus i actually liked return of the jedi best if i had to pick one Mm -hmm. um i liked luke's mastery of the force when he comes Mm -hmm. into jabba's uh you know palace and basically just like owns the guards with the force it's so awesome right and then um you know, Anakin's kind of redemption or Darth's transition back to Anakin at the end and him kind of at the very last minute, you know, turning back to the light side and being shown as being one with the force with Obi-Wan and Yoda. That just, to me, I'm a sucker for that stuff. So, right. I was kind of torn between those two because those are, those are really the two that I remember watching a lot. Actually, before I went and saw episode one in the theaters, I do remember watching those. We'd go rent them from the library or something like that. Um, but I have to say, yeah, I liked return because of those speeder bikes were just so cool. They're awesome. Yeah. Just flying through Endor like that. As, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That just made me really want a speeder bike as a yeah. kid and then probably asked for one, didn't get it. I don't know why. Oh, well. I think they, they did a good job with Luke and, um, Return of the Jedi. Cause it, he seemed, seemed to be a lot of drama around him. Um, not just fighting his father, but then the the struggle against the um, emperor and that whole, you know, part of the whole climax is him and the emperor doing their battle while the, the rebels are fighting the star fighters and everything. Um, I just remember mm-hmm. that like the whole second half of that movie and the, the whole indoor thing going on at the same time, there's just so much going on. It's like two battle sequences and then Luke's a battle sequence too, but it's um, so much drama in it at the same time. Um, Right. Which is another repeat if you look at the very last episode, Ray fighting Palpatine. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. she looks up through the glass and sees the rebels fighting the Star Destroyers. Right. So it's another recycled segment. Copy, paste. <laughs> yeah. That was so awesome when the rebels all show up. Yeah. There was quite a few. Whole <laughs> fleet. Yeah. Fine. Uh, oh, so speaking of. Um, totally nerding out on star Wars. Um, if you really want to go super deep, you can check out star Wars theory on YouTube. Mm. Oh, um, man. so this, 
I don't know if it's a crew or just one dude, but they, um, whoever's behind it really dissects this stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they do it. Don't do that. Oh yeah. Oh man. Like we listened to the, their podcast version of, um, I think it was like episode two of, of Boba and two or three. That was, you know, the one where the, I don't know if you caught it, this real quick scene of like this little robotic spider thing running across the desert. Yeah. And he even mm-hmm. goes into that. He's like, okay, now what that is, is yeah. it's the, the brain of a former monk because they thought they could be better enlightened without their body. So they transferred What's their crazy brain. crazy I knew that. Yes. Did you really? I did because of that, that card game that we played. There oh, was nice. a card game <laughs> from the... The the three, I think they had stuff from other other movies too, but it kind of played like magic or anything like that. Um, but yeah, one of the cards had I don't remember what that thing was called, but uh, I don't know. That has always stuck in my mind. So because <laughs> I don't so know ri- why, because it's so ridiculous. Is why it's, stuck it's in so my ridiculous mind. and kind of creepy and weird. So yeah, as soon as I saw them and and Boba, I was like, oh, I know, I know of those things. <laughs> yeah it's funny Any, anytime you see something like that like it's there for a reason like that means something right there's mm-hmm. there's some sort of throwback or callback to right yep something in the storyline that's what's great should we roll into talking about mando or, or boba next what about um we should probably as well as long as we're on the movies we should probably talk about rogue one and han solo or oh, solo good 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 yeah good. thoughts that that Rogue One may be my favorite. Yes. Ever. Yes. It's, Let's talk I mean, about it's, it. It's wow. hard for me to put so that above Empire, but it might be there. It was so It's going to be like this this podcast of three people who agree on everything Star Wars. We had a little bit of disagreement. I liked I liked uh, Return of the Jedi and Sean liked Empire and you were torn. So look at us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Rogue, seriously, Rogue this One was- This is getting crazy. Rogue One was awesome. It was the best. I, I really enjoyed that one. It was just super fun and a little different. And I think it came at kind of a good time, too, because um, they're you know, kind of spinning up their Star Wars stories. Yeah. And I liked how they didn't make it Star Wars. It was obviously there, but they didn't even use like the same music. They switched that up a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. It, had, it had the undertones, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like... It was it was really well done. Have you ever watched Rogue One and then A New Hope right after that? That's a fun that's a fun six hours. <laughs> yes, actually. So, yeah, we we just finished um, all of those. We, we've been watching them in order. Yeah. So we're just about to start um, Force Awakens. Nice. When we get back to it, but we sort of watched a lot of Clone Wars, and if if I'm being honest, that kind of burned me out for a little while. So I got to take a little little bit of a break from. From yeah. watching some of that stuff. I've heard the Clone Wars is awesome. I actually have not seen any of them, but I hear they tie in pretty heavily to Mando. Oh, it's it's really good. The problem is they're 20 minutes, so you can watch knock a out, lot of them. Knock out four or five of them before bedtime. Yeah, exactly. You watch enough of those in a week, and you're like, all right, this whole Star Wars <laughs> things, I'm unsure about it now. Yeah, head spinning. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars burnout. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm, pretty that's one of those things i i know i would love it i've just never gotten into it i just don't have the the time you know (laughs) yeah but it's i've always thought it looked like a really good series i had friends that watched them and talked about them and i never i never watched it because i think i had this it's it's silly thinking back at it now but i had this thing in my mind that it was like a, a kid's show yeah which i mean it is but all of Star Wars kind of is. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I, I just assumed it was for kids. And then my brother, who's 
like I said, four years younger than me, so he's mid thirties, was like, dude, you need to watch Clone Wars. <laughs> right. How do you do it? Yeah. They have more too. I haven't watched the other ones, the Bad Batch and Yeah, uh, Bad Batch and Ro- um Rogue Squadron. Yeah. I haven't watched those. Just the Clone Wars. Stuff. Back to Rogue One real quick. Um I so my wife and I watched it together and I like started it and was kind of out of it and like as it dawned on me like three quarters of the way through kind of both of us at the same time were like wait a minute like they're all gonna die like yeah. this is like that's what was so great about the movie like how many movies do that none of them right yeah you've always got a uh you know a survivor or whatever and so it was just the hero always lives yeah how, how yeah. else can they win yeah exactly but these heroes won and still die and died. they all died yeah awesome yeah. And how great was it that, I mean, for decades anyways, I've always thought, how can you build a Death Star and leave a two meter exhaust port open? And, you know, all you got to do is shoot a laser down there and you destroy the whole thing. Like, like yeah. that's a pretty dumb thing. And then you find out, okay, no, wait, that was, that was planned. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> calculated from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. wonder how many millions of dollars it took to close that loop. <laughs> I'll have to look up how much Rogue One cost to make. Yeah, pretty That's much. Loop closed. Yeah, Whatever. that was cool that they figured that out and got to plug that in. And I really like the end, or the, yeah, basically the ending of it where they pass off the yeah, the data. It, it literally goes card. right into New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was told before I saw it, that someone who'd seen it before me, that they're like, I won't spoil it, but like it it takes you right into A New Hope. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you how, but like it's it's pretty cool how they do it. Right. Um. Rory, are you a musician at all? I'm not. I have zero musical talent. Okay. <laughs> Jake, I know you have some. I, I appreciate the guitars and ukuleles that the two of you make, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. So there's a guy, sometimes I get sucked into his, his videos. His name is Charles Cornell. He's one of these super smart musician, music theory type people. And he digests like... Um, the, the Wii music or video game music or like movie soundtracks, whatever, all kinds of stuff. Um, he did one on the very end of Rogue One. Um, I mean, he gets super in the weeds on like chord progressions and all that stuff. It's very interesting. Even if you're not a musician, it's, it's still pretty interesting. I don't know any music theory, but I, I still love watching him. He digests this one where he gets all the way down to even the 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 tone of Darth Vader's lightsaber. At yeah. the end of Rogue One, yes, it's actually on key with the music, but it's also like you have to see how he explains it. It's like the, the E or whatever. That's what makes that particular chord oh. so scary, uh-huh. and it, it just musically it just ties right in. It's like, man, I never even ever would have picked that up. I but, love it. Yeah, that scene, yeah, it's those details like that. That's like wow. That scene is so iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music theory like that is so fascinating when you get into it and like what sounds make you feel what um i haven't dove into that too much but uh, i have been watching some rob scallon <laughs> oh yeah and he he talks about that stuff randomly here and there and and uh it's it's really interesting he had the guy uh he had a guest on the other day and he's the guitarist for britney spears yeah i watched that one that was good you did that was yeah. good i yeah. love the first of all the intro where they swapped changed clothes so they didn't look the same <laughs> Yes. Fantastic. Best yes. bit ever. <laughs> um, no, 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 we're talking about, but that's okay. Go watch Rob Scanlon. We'll, yeah, we'll go. We'll go watch it. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. But uh, no, just talking to with that guy, 
and they're talking about the different chords and sounds that make you know her her songs iconic it's like oh that's interesting and that kind of gets built into now music forever and after mm. and if you like uh movie soundtracks is a great podcast i don't know if they still put out episodes but i think it was just called the the soundtrack podcast or something but he did a whole series on star wars and um a lot of the same cool stuff like the the you know the famous imperial march mm-hmm. the first time that's ever played is not the scene that we all think of it's actually just barely hinted to like way at the very beginning like right after the the star wars crawl uh-huh. you can you can hear the imperial march like kind of underneath some other tones in that that sequence right there so cool you know just more cool stuff stuff like that if you like uh movie soundtracks then go dive into that one too hmm. nice so what do we what got next? solo ah solo um i know jake you're dying to get into mando i can feel it uh well boba but hey man i mean mando was amazing but everyone knows that we'll agree on that I'm we'll sure. give we'll give solo solo it's real quick yeah we can talk about solo it was okay it was like i liked it but Following on the heels of Rogue One, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I had a work buddy who saw it and was like, basically just same thing, like lower your expectations and you'll enjoy yourself. And I did. And it was fine. It was mm-hmm. enjoyable. Yeah. It was a great movie. Just it wasn't Rogue One. Yeah. I think I've seen it once, which probably says everything I need to say. Yeah. I've but seen I didn't it hate it. I mean, twice. it was, it was a fun movie. Only because the second time we've been watching all the Star Wars movies <laughs> in, in uh, timeline order. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to watch it. But um all right, Jake, I'm gonna make you wait even longer. That's so fine. have you guys ever like... played have you played Sabak? Nope. You're not that nerdy? I, I have not. it. I bought it. We'll talk about Galaxy's Edge later, but uh we bought it at Galaxy's Edge. So we have a uh a deck. Uh but okay. we never oh, did we play it? I don't think we really played it because you it's hard to play with two people. I mean it's like almost like a poker blackjack mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. So it's not yeah. very, very good with two people, but we have it because we okay. had to buy something there. <laughs> well, let's get through Boba because I really want to talk about Galaxy's Edge, especially if you've been there. Now, I feel like there's a story there, Sean. Are, are you a big Sabak better gambler? He's got a double life. Well, you know. Hanging out in some back alleys. Let's just say my kids call me Lando. <laughs> Throwing down some credits. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get Sabak. He's in, uh, he's got some Baskar debt he's got to pay back. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I do have but, a Sabak story if you want to hear it. I do. When else will we talk about it? Let's just let's do this right now. <laughs> so, just like you, we bought the Sabak deck at um, Galaxy's Edge. And for those that don't know, it's this particular version is pretty simple. It's a card game. You get cards that are one through 10, actually, negative 10 to 10. The object of the game is to get zero on each hand or as close to zero as you can. So my wife was at Bible study or out with friends or something. And it was just me and the boys that night. And they're like, all right, let's play Sabak. So great. We're going to play Sabak. But they decide they kind of want to set the mood. So it was determined we're going to play with the lights off in character and with the cantina band music playing in the background. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is the best. I love your sounds. Uh. <laughs> so my youngest decided that um, whatever language he spoke was mostly English, but had clicks mixed in. So, you know, he would be like, I would like two more cards, please. And just do these random <laughs> clicks. <laughs> yeah. 
So we're getting through, you know, this hand that's, you know, whatever. We're just playing the game. Someone draws a card and, you know, whatever. And then so he, he kind of looks around the table and he goes, this game just got very... <laughs> we just my oldest son and i we just rolled we're like oh my goodness yeah. parker that was perfect you can't yeah. be better than that and of course we all had to make up our names for our characters and it was a good time that i definitely like recommend it. it that sounds like it that is awesome how old do you have to be to play it can my eight-year-old daughter play i think so i she's think pretty, so There's... She's, she's pretty advanced in in gaming so the the only reason my only hesitation is that credits? the um yeah she's gonna need to get some <laughs> The cards, the way they're numbered, like one through five, I think, are easy because it's just like dots. You count the dots. Mm. But the ones above that have all these weird like oh, right. symbols. Yeah. So you kind of have to memorize, okay, is that a seven or is that a nine? I don't even know. Fun. So I should have but, looked through it before we hopped on here. I knew you were going to yeah. talk about it. Oh, well. I think a Sabak storage box is on my uh, my maker list. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that's... I'll put some put some Arabesh on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep it in the uh, very fancy Galaxy's Edge cardboard box. If you play your, uh, play your timeline right there, Sean, you can release the video for it on May the 4th like I do. Oh, uh, well, I better get going, guys, because that's not much time. <laughs> <laughs> that's how long it takes me to do videos. <laughs> I got to go. That's make a great idea. I'm going to start working on this. <laughs> You can start working on it for next the next May the fourth. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, sixteen. I can probably make that one. Not late. You're just really early. What's next? What do you got, Jake? All right. Okay. Let's talk about Mandalorian and Boba. Uh, Mandalorian. Uh, I won't ask what you guys think of it because I know we probably all agree it was awesome. <laughs> so awesome. The entire world agreed it was awesome, so we won't even bother. But there's one one thing I wanted to talk about, and back to the Marvel universe real quick. You guys are up to date on the Marvel movies, yes? No? Yep. Yep. No, but that's okay. <laughs> There's another spoiler to everyone. Yeah. If you haven't seen Infinity War, so you know at the oh, beginning, you know at the beginning be of Inf- <laughs> yeah, you know at the beginning of Infinity War when Thanos like just beats the crap out of Hulk after and- they lose it playing Sabak. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, after. Uh, Thor and company are defeated. So yeah, the Hulk comes out of nowhere and, and Thanos just like takes him out and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a bad thing. Right. So, you know, they use that, the, the storytellers use that to establish Thanos's dominance, right? Like if he could take care of Hulk like that, like, oh my gosh, who are we dealing with here? Well, in the, I loved how in the season finale of season two, you've got those dark troopers and Mando like this whole time has just been kicking butt and then he comes and he basically like loses to one dark trooper. And uh-huh. like by, you know, I think he like, what does he do? He like gets some, pulls the thing and they get like sucked out or whatever of right, the, right, uh, right. into space and then they come back in. And so then when Luke comes in, not only does he like take care of the one, he's like, he takes care of all of them right. like, <laughs> effortlessly. And it just... For me, I'm sitting there thinking like Mando's just so awesome and he has such a hard time, but he defeated that, you know, and Luke comes in and just wipes them all out and it just reestablishes like how far Luke had come that whole time and how, like just how dominant he is then. I right. thought that was so awesome the way that they did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that whole series was just 
fun and I don't know, just it was just really good the way that they ran that character through. I, I kind of wonder if if they planned on Baby Yoda being the whole as big as he was, or if that came afterwards. Yeah. They realized they had a winner there. But um it certainly seemed like they had enough story there with just Mando um to keep it interesting. Yeah. I know we've we've dove pretty deep into Mandalorian in the past when we had uh, Andy on here because mm-hmm. uh, we talked yeah. about how they filmed it on the the virtual set, which is just the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's With, very cool. If you can catch some of those documentaries on Disney Plus, they're it's super cool how yeah. they do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you watched the all the documentaries on that? I don't think I've watched all of them. I watched the one where they had all the directors sitting around the table and they are going through each of their episode. I can't uh, remember. Was that multiple episodes or was it just one long one? It's hard to it all kind of multiple episodes. Was it? Yeah. Anyway, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, each of them, each director talk, got their own. Yeah. Episode, there's like basically. a handful of directors and they did. Yeah. You said a couple episodes or something. And so they kind of talked about how they kind of linked that together. Yeah. I think that made that series really interesting too. Cause you had, uh, different directors shooting the, the episode a different way yeah but they saw the tie together by the you know at the beginning and at the end and so you got to see these like little micro arcs kind of change the character mm-hmm. as you went yeah yeah awesome <laughs> yeah they definitely hit it out of the park with that one and season three it's coming back good <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> yeah all those are just just fantastic they're really doing pretty well i like the the actor they have for mando i think um I don't know. I just, I like his, his presence because uh-huh. I feel like, you know, I feel like even when he walks, it's almost a little bit feminine, but he's still a character that can just, you know, destroy almost anyone. So I think it's this kind of this neat juxtaposition of, of, I don't know when he's just normally walking. It's like, he, you know, he's, he's got the armor, which makes him look tough, but his walk is a little bit, you know, dainty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about just, that, but you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That is, that is interesting. But he will beat you up. He will. <laughs> He's got it figured out. Uh, should we dive into any other series before we go to Boba? I'm good yeah. to go to Boba. Let's do it. Let's yeah, talk about Boba. Boba. We're pretty much all up to speed. Uh, Rory's the farthest behind. We'll try not to spoil the last 20 minutes for you. Yeah. As of the, this recording, episode four is out, and I have about 20 minutes to go on it. Right. So... I mean, what do you guys think of Boba Fett so far? As good as Mandalorian? I don't, uh, yes and no. I, I don't like series to have um, multiple timelines that they keep jumping back and forth. Because uh, a lot, I mean, yeah. at this point in my life, I, I usually watch these shows with a laptop in my lap. And I'm, I'm also doing something. So as soon as I start switching timelines, I'm like, all right, I'm gone already. Like, <laughs> right. I have no idea where we are now. Um but I, you know, just like any of these spinoffs, I love the the tie-ins are doing, you know, I mean, as soon as we saw or even heard about Book of Boba, what do you mean? You know, he died in the Sarlacc, you know, there's, there is no Boba. And right. then, you know, they kind of show you how that worked and it's like, okay. And so I think all of those bits I'm really enjoying, you know, all the, the tie-ins of the other movies and even, you know, into back into Mando now and then. Right. I, I actually like the way that they're doing the back and forth. Um, here's a disagreement for you, Jake. You can chalk this up. <laughs> chalk, Just wait till this, it's my turn. Chalk this up to a good debate. 
No, I, I, um, I see what you're saying, Sean. I do like the way that they're doing it at least. So he has a very different physical appearance, uh, when it's a flashback, they started out with him in the heel tank. And so you kind of know it's coming. Um, and so I've, I've, I've been able to follow it, but that said, I'm usually watching it, not doing anything else. It's usually on my phone after my wife falls asleep with my, you know, headphones in. So mm. I'm, I'm all in. Mm. Yeah. That's how I watch, watch Jake's videos in case I can't sleep. It's just perfect. <laughs> Knock you right out. <laughs> sometimes this podcast, I just turn it on and I don't remember what happens after. A couple of velvety, right. velvety voices just. <laughs> right. Just lull you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really, I like Boba, but it's missing something. To me, like it's not, it's not all there. They're missing a piece of the story, and I, I think I figured out what what it is, but it, it's not really completing. Like in Mandalorian, he had a, a goal, so there was something we knew he was trying to accomplish by the end of the series. But with Boba, I don't feel like we really have a good feel for what he's trying to accomplish. It's just kind of episode after episode. There's some, there's a bigger arc, obviously, um, you know, going after the, the pikes or or whatever, but it's not really, it's a little personal, but I I don't think they've really sold it as personal as it could be. I think if we had the same discussion at episode four of Mando though, we could probably say the same thing. We've got the benefit right now of two seasons of Mando to compare it to. Right. And that's what I'm hoping. So I'm hoping that they, you know, in the next couple of episodes, they, they drop the bomb where all of a sudden you, it all starts to click into place yeah, and makes sense because right now it's just like an entertaining show to me, episode after episode. It's like, what is this guy doing? Like, uh, yeah, you know, he's uh, trying with- to better his life and we're all trying to better our life and I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I am with you there. I found myself like watching Mando as soon as I possibly could. And for Boba, like if several days go by and I haven't seen the latest episode. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll get, her, I'll get around to not, it. Not as compelling. Not as compelling. Yeah. Hmm. I made a prediction for Mando, but it did not come true. Unfortunately. What was that? Uh, that, that baby Yoda, before we even knew the name, that mm-hmm. it was going to be a girl. Ah. And then like my, my wife and my boys didn't like that. So then it just became <laughs> a, a joke. Yeah. You know, I just stopped. Stop saying him. Stop saying him. That's a her. I'm telling you, they're going to reveal it. Mm-hmm. And actually, when the time I made that prediction, there was, we didn't know. We uh-huh. really did not know because we didn't have a name or anything. Um, but then I think once we got into his name and then, um, what's her name? Kept yeah. calling him him. Yeah. She calls him a him. Yep. Yeah. Then my balloons were all popped and. Uh, poor Sean. Yeah. It's a hard day. What a poor guy. What a letdown. It was a great episode, but a hard day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, man, I thought I was going to be right this time. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm really hoping they they drop something into Boba because it's it's so good. There's a lot of pieces there that I like. Um, Some I don't like. The whole Sarlacc pit thing was, I I feel, unimpressive. (laughs) So I think that was, I think... I, I'm not an expert here, but I think that is the same storyline that happens in the book. Okay. So I think that was true to to uh, book canon, at least. Yeah, I guess okay. I sort of wonder if there was more to the to that scene that they cut out 
probably yeah. for time or something because it, it just seemed so like oh he got eaten and then he punched his way out and climbed through the sand like and there's actually another i can't remember if it was a comic or something there was another he he's actually survived two trips down the sarlacc pit he like in in one <laughs> of them he like becomes one with the sarlacc and survives somehow mm. oh interesting yeah that's one Very of those weird like yeah i don't i don't know why i know that i came across it somehow and but once hmm. you do it once, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you just climb Once right you out. know that you can just punch this, the wall really hard and then climb out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you just feel like, yeah, this will be fun. Let's go. Let's go for another Sarlacc nope, ride. No problem. No problem. So while we're on Boba, um, Sean, one of your questions on here was which Star Wars character would make the best maker? So the character that I was going to pick is, is in Boba and it's luckily you guys are both in episode four. So yes, it's uh yeah. Steven Thundercat Bruner, the, uh, the mod guy. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome the best maker. That was cool. The guy yeah. with the yellow dreads His hand. Yeah. Yep. The dreads. Steven Thundercat Bruner. You didn't catch that. Come on. What kind of fan. No, are I, you? I did. I'm just, I'm, I'm, that's his real no. name, right? Not his character name. I don't actually know. I just looked it up and they said that that was his name. Because see, that, there again, I'd be like, that's a really dumb name for a Star Wars character. Like, Steven? It really is Steven a long time ago in Galaxy Far, Far Away. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's the actor. The character doesn't have a name. Okay, I feel better now. But I don't feel He's better just about... mod artist. Those, those... Jakey said that it was missing something. What it should be missing is those stupid multicolored motorbike hover bike things yeah those are bad <laughs> oh man gang. yeah i mean again like it's so close to a motorcycle it's a motorcycle without wheels and they're all these you know candy colors in the middle of the desert it just doesn't fit it that, feels that, it feels too borrowed work. yeah yeah they that and then the the motor the other motorcycle gang so the I already forgot what they're called. The speeder bike gang. Yeah. I think they had a name for the gang. But... They've got a symbol like those two. It looks like the yep. the speaker company. What are they called? Yeah. JL. JL speakers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say annoying, but yeah, a little on, on the nose. I saw a yeah, meme there's... on uh, Instagram. Do you guys follow Laughing Mantis? Mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, no. Dr. Brown? Oh my gosh. He's so good. Um, he, you guys want, he is, he is a awesome woodworker and artist and star Wars slash just geek nerd. And, um, he shared a meme of, uh, the scene in Seinfeld where Costanza is like on the, the, <laughs> like the, the right. handicap chair. And he's like, yeah, running the, away from the, the scooter. Yeah. And he's like, this is the scene from, Episode four of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it meant to be look like they were going five miles an hour? Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It's okay. They yeah. A little on the nose, but again, I guess it's you just have to watch it like it's entertaining. You're like, ha, ah, that's a you know, a scary motorcycle gang. And then, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> These punks, they're it's a little punk gang with they're not uh, a scooter gang. <laughs> they're like Vespa gang. That's what they're called. Vespa. Yeah. Vespa, yeah. Vespa gang. <laughs> Okay. All right. Still fun. It's fun. Enjoy. It is. It is fun. It's all all fun games. I will keep (laughs) watching regardless. Right. Always fun. All right. We're done with Boba? Uh, Yeah, we can be done with Boba now. All right. We got to talk about Star Wars Holiday Special. (laughs) 
I was going to say that um, when we talked about favorite Star Wars film of all. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it in so many years that I, I, can't, I don't even know if I've got anything worthwhile to comment on. Well, that's probably all you need to say. Yeah, um, I've heard it was just, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know that it is just horrible. but Yeah, there, Jake, I know you're a Stuff You Should Know fan. They um, did a, a whole episode on Star Wars Holiday Special. That's very yeah. good. Um, and really? uh, yeah. And they play it every year. No, they don't. They, they still play it? Who does? Yeah, it comes, it comes out every year. Well, no, no, no. Stuff You Should Know. Oh. Stuff You Should Know did an episode about the holiday <laughs> special. And every year since, every Christmas, they release it again. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So it's if, if you're like me and you're working through the back catalog, it comes up. Okay. Over and over and over again. I thought you meant the Star Wars holiday special. And I was like, no, I think Kathleen Kennedy has put that in a deep, dark dungeon somewhere. And <laughs> Oh, you can watch it. It's on YouTube. Oh, I know it's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> with with commercials, too, I think. Uh, the one I watched didn't have commercials. Oh, okay. There's one out there with the original commercials, including the local commercials from wherever the dude lived that recorded it. Uh, that <laughs> oh, that's awesome. cool. That's the one I should have watched. Yeah, I'm going to find yeah. that one. That'd be fun. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we don't have to bore anyone with that anymore. Okay. <laughs> and that that is it. That's it for the holiday special. And if you don't know what that is, it is a horrible made-for-TV 90-minute special that came out between um, A New Hope and the Empire Strikes Back. Right. And it was about uh, four minutes of good content, but stretched out over 90 minutes. Yeah. Well... I'll put a link to the stuff you should know <laughs> um, episode yeah, all gonna, about it. I'm going to check that out. It's it's really fascinating. It's just if you imagine like everything that could go wrong, it, it, they basically say that this is where George Lucas um, learned to be so hands on. Mm. Because I guess <laughs> up to this point, when they wanted to make that the holiday special, he just kind of said, oh, yeah, sure. Here's a storyline. Here you go. And walked away, and that was it. And then it came out, and ever since then, he learned to be very hands-on <laughs> on everything. To until to he cashed in for four billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, he's like, okay, you know what? Forget it. Move on. And I think it it shows that every like the the original actors are in there, like Carrie Fisher and everything. But I think you can tell that they're spending their new fortunes all on cocaine, <laughs> especially well, right before they say action. <laughs> They talked about it and stuff you should know. They're like, if you watch these guys, the only one who's like not angry about being there or a little bit high is Mark Hamill. It's just kind of like, <laughs> I don't really want to do this, but it's kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> had he been in his, so he was in a car accident in real life in between. Had, do you know if he had been in his car accident yet? No, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like some of the scars that he has in Empire and Return of the Jedi are real. Oh, wow. From the track he had. Yeah. Wow. I might have that somewhat incorrect. Maybe it was between Empire and Return of the Jedi, but regardless, he was in a wreck somewhere in between movies and they used the scars as part of his, hmm. you know, the character. War torn Jedi <laughs> character as he was. Is that how he lost his hand in real life? No. <laughs> he didn't lose his hand in real life. <laughs> oh, he didn't? <laughs> how did they do that then? Wow. wow. Movie magic. Wow. <laughs> Thunder, Thundercat, Thundercat redid it for him. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, do we have any more Star Wars stuff or should we dive into Tools of the Week? Um, just before that, Rory, have you been to Galaxy's Edge yet? I have not. Strongly recommended. I have not. Yes, it is. It is under advisement. We will. We will go. <laughs> it's it's totally worth it. Um, someday when we're rich and famous, I want to do the uh, the new Star Cruiser thing they have down there. The hotel. Yeah, that's five thousand dollars a day or something. Mm-hmm. But it. I was watching some stuff on it. It looks super cool. But Somebody I work with uh, dressed up as Ray for Halloween and had a lightsaber that she had got down there, you know, like the $200 build your own mm-hmm. lightsaber deal. Yeah. And it was awesome. I mean, it was like, I was holding this thing. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. They we are, didn't, yeah. we didn't get lightsabers. Did you guys get lightsabers? Sean? Uh, no, we've only been, we've been twice, but both times was, was during COVID. So the first time okay. Savi's workshop wasn't even open, but the second time you, you could at least walk through it and, the whole little area where you build your lightsaber, we, like we could go there and there were employees there who would show you lightsabers. Um, but that was it. Like you couldn't do the whole experience and you, you could buy some that they had pre-made. So you could buy an actual one. You just couldn't like make your custom one and then walk out with it. Yeah. But uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we we would have like that. Our boys were, were, you know, saving for months just to do that. Mm. So <laughs> uh, that sucks. Mm. Yeah. I really wanted to to do it. We kept talking about it and it's just so much money. And we were feeling by that day, that was actually a long day. Cause that was the day when we went to the, the timeshare adventure, <laughs> you know, where they, oh. try, they, they give you $200 to sit through a timeshare presentation. And we're like, Oh, 200 oh, bucks. Always deal. Fun. Yeah. Uh, not worth it. In case anyone's wondering <laughs> if it's worth it. Uh, not, it's not, it's terrible. Um, so it was a long day. And then finally, I think we were like, okay, let's, let's do it. And then they were like, yeah, well, there's a two hour wait and the park closes in one hour. So you probably won't get in. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well that makes a decision because we're leaving tomorrow. So <laughs> a little disappointing. So we bought Sabak well, consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> They're close. <laughs> Most expensive deck of cards I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's super cool. Galaxy Edge is, is pretty awesome. Tons of fun. Yeah. Very immersive. Um, yeah. Did you get to do the, um, uh, what's the other ride? Rise, right? Yeah. So we, uh, on different trips, but yes, we did. Um, the, so, uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, that's what it was. We were there when, when you had to reserve. <laughs> There's no Star Wars fans listening to this episode now. Yeah. That's right. They're, they're, they're like, gone. Forget they're gone these guys. They don't yeah, even know they're, what they're talking they're about. They're long gone. Like, you know so that we, one movie? Yeah. The one with uh, Picard, where Picard and, and Kirk are there in the same movie, that one. Right, and they have the thing that does the thing in like Parsecs or something. Yes. Some smuggler yes. guy named Han. That's it. Han. So when, when we were trying to get into Rise of the Resistance, we so we knew we had to, uh, this is the way it used to work, Rory. Now they got this Genie Plus thing. So I don't know if this has changed. but mm. um, So you had to reserve your ticket on the app, the Disney app. And they told us, you know, you either have to do it right when the park opens or you can do it at 2 p.m. when they drop more tickets for Rise of the Resistance. So like the other awesome ride is the Millennium Falcon one. Mm-hmm. We were like sitting down in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon at about 157. 
because I'm, I'm staring at my phone the whole time. I'm like, we're, we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it. And so I'm all into that ride. I don't want to sit there on the ride on my phone. So we wrap up, I stand up and it's like 201. Mm. So I, of course I jump on the app and everything's gone. There's, oh we can't gosh. get it. <laughs> so we're later, um, we were walking around the park and we, we walked by the, uh, rise of the resistance by the lines and, you know, everyone there is in character, the, the costumes and everything. Like the, the, mm -hmm. you don't have a Disney uniform. You've got like some sort of star Wars looking uniform, but there's this one lady standing there who's in plain clothes, but she's got the Disney badge. Right. So we're like, okay, this person is going to be someone who can tell us what we need to do. So we just start talking with her. We're like, Hey, you know, we, we got passes, we're coming back, but like, tell us how, how do you do this? How do you get in? And she's like, well, the best way to do it is actually from the parking lot at like 8 AM. And I said, I said, but everyone says when the park opens and the park opens at nine. And she's like, well, that's true. But they also do, I guess like they'll do like an early rope drop where you can still get in, but everything's not fully open. <laughs> it was weird, really weird. And oh, she's Disney. like, yeah, yep. I know. And she's like, so that's, that's what you really need to do. Just get on the phone and you know, you can do it. And I'm like, but it, will you be close enough? Cause you can't do it. Like when you're out of state, obviously she's like, yes, a parking lot, it'll work. And we're like, all right, thanks. You know, thanks so much. We really appreciate that. And she's like, all right, well, you guys ready to go on? And we're like, go on what? And she's like, yeah, just go down this Canyon. And there's like the single rider, your own little Canyon. You walk down all the way to the front. No way. She's like, yeah, just go down there. So we walked down, walked right on. And we're like, holy crap, what just happened? <laughs> See, when you're nice to people, yes. things happen. Yes. That's, that is awesome. A, that's an awesome story. That was a good day. Disney's been uh, been good for us. That's nice. the type of stuff. Like the first time, we, so we went when our daughter was three, four, and five. And then like in the middle of our trip when she was five, she decided that she like didn't like princesses anymore. Like princesses <laughs> were for, you know, babies. She just wanted to like ride the rides. And we're like okay, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. Like if you want to ride rides, we are going to Dollywood. We're not coming down to Disney. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got rides in Tennessee. And so we haven't been back since, but we will go again. But anyway, uh, she, you know, was there when we were like, when she was three and she's in her princess dress and somebody came up and gave her like a handwritten fast pass to go see like princess Aurora or whatever, mm. like super easy to do, but like totally made our, not only our day, but like, you know, was a huge highlight of the trip. Cause it was just like, yeah. you know, when you're, you're trying to plan it all out you're like, okay, we're going to go see Aurora on this day and you build the whole thing. And so when you knock that out early with like a freebie like that, it's just, it's the yeah. best. They're not, they are not dumb. Those, those, uh, <laughs> cast oh, mates no. down there. Oh, oh no. They know yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Yep. Every summer we used to go to, uh, Orlando, um, and we wouldn't go into the parks, but we would do like some of the stuff in the hotels and we would always have a uh, brunch at chef Mickey's, mm -hmm. which is a big buffet in the contemporary hotel. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where we always stayed. Okay. Yep. And so, I, you know, our kids have food allergies and it was a big struggle when they were younger. They're a lot stronger now, but so everywhere we go, like when we go to someone's birthday party, you know, we're bringing our own pizza and our own mm -hmm. cupcake for them. And just, it's, it's a hard way to do life as a child. Mm -hmm. So we talk to the chef and everything and they, you know, tell us, okay, here's, here's what's good. Here's what's not blah, 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 you know, great time. And so 
they knew that dessert was coming up. They're like, okay, we, we can do stuff for you in the back. We'll get you a few things in the back and we'll bring it out. So our, the chef comes out because we always talk to the chef. You, you got to do directly with the chef, not mm-hmm. the hostess. So the chef comes out with this huge platter. It's like half the size of the table. And it's just covered in cookies and cupcakes and just tons of stuff. And our boys, they were pretty young at the time. They're like, oh, we can eat all that? And like my wife and I are like <laughs> like fighting back tears. We're like, oh my goodness, this, yeah. like, this never happens. Like this is not our story. Like this is not how it usually goes for us when it's time for dessert. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is really cool. Good for him, that chef. Oh, yeah. They they kicked it out of the park that day. Yeah. Nice. Hit it out of the park. No, go with kicked it. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Field goal. Field goal right, right in center field. field. Goal. I was thinking kickball. <laughs> it was quite a slap shot. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. <laughs> yeah, when we were there, the Rise of the Resistance uh, ride wasn't wasn't open yet. So we only had the, um, the Millennium Falcon ride. It's even better than that one. That's what I was hearing. And we were really bummed because I think it opened like the next week or something. Mm, okay. We were like, it was right there. And, uh, but, oh, well, yeah, we did the, uh, Millennium Falcon ride like two or three times somehow. Cool. Yeah. We waited in the line for like two hours for the first one and then like walked through the second two times. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yep insane how that those lines work out there so should we do tools before this episode turns into a two-hour episode yeah (laughs) let's do it all right tools of the week uh rory you're the guest so you get to go first all right i will go first so um i would love to share uh an actual tool this week but i'm not going to um (laughs) because this particular thing was uh sent to me and so i don't want to i don't want to uh feel like I'm being ingenuine to the listeners and be like, I got this thing sent to me. So let me plug it on this podcast. But (laughs) if you want to go check out my latest short on YouTube, then you can, you can learn all about it. Um, I'm actually going to uh, choose a Instagram channel for my tool of the week. I think I've talked to you about this, Jake, maybe not, maybe you, Sean, I can't remember. Um, And it's kind of a silly one because he has this like massive following, but (laughs) He does things very, very differently. And every time I ask somebody in the maker community if they know about him, they're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But I think he's somebody that we could, that anybody who's trying to build content uh, or a following and specifically on Instagram, he's a good person to follow. So his, his handle is Philip or Flop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, we were talking about that. Yes, we've talked about this. So he is, he's got like 600,000 followers on Instagram and he's got a blog but he does not have YouTube. And to me, that is like crazy because I feel like everybody that's, you know, big in the maker space on Instagram is on YouTube as well, but he's not. And he has like 250 posts and all these followers. And so you're like, what, like, how do you do that? And it's all in his stories. And so he like every weekend or every other weekend, does stories about the project that he's working on. And it is like watching a professionally done show. And I'm pretty sure it's just him and his camera. (laughs) And he releases each story, like each like 15 second segment every like hour. And so you can watch his entire project, like over the course of your weekend. Cause every time you log on Instagram, he's got like, right. Four more more dashes of the story have been loaded. And then 
he saves them all into his highlights. So you can go back and you can watch all of these different stories and they are super entertaining. And he has a way of plugging a product and not turning you off. That's like master's level. I am like taking notes every time he plugs a product because I'm like not offended by it and kind of also want to try it. And I feel like he's not lying to me. So anyway, right. I think he's definitely somebody that is worth the follow. Not, you know, e even if you don't want to don't, you know, don't want to watch his content, but just watch the way that he is building this, you know, empire just with Instagram is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching him for quite a while after he sent him over to me because it must've been over the weekend because he had so many stories still lit up and just going through each one. He was doing, um, he was roofing his shed or something. Yeah. Like that. They, built, they built a little, yeah. Like, like three season room or whatever you call it, four season room with a fireplace. Yeah. And yeah, he was doing that. That was like a multi-month project and he just stretched it out over like all these weekends of stories. And yeah, right. and that's the thing. He's not like, he, he has a full-time job. So he does this on the weekends and stuff. That's crazy. Cause he really struck me as like a full-time oh, yeah. creator. Yeah. He should host an HGTV show. Like he's very, yeah. very good. And the fact that he doesn't, he's not on YouTube either. I'm like, man, you would be killing it on YouTube. <laughs> how are you not, how are you not on there? But I don't know. Some, yeah. His bio says, things. his bio says scientist by day and DIY expert by night. So yeah. Yeah. And wow. he hasn't been on there all that long. If you go all the way back to his first post, he's like a couple of years in, like he's, you know, it's not like Bob or, or uh, Bob Claggett or Brad Rodriguez. These guys have been on there for years and years and years. So anyway, he's, right. he's I, every time his story is lit up, Yes. What's Phyllis doing today? <laughs> Another one. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of plugging products well, I think uh, Chris Salamone does that really well. Does he? Um, yeah. Four Eyes Furniture, him and yeah. Sean Boyd. Mm -hmm. They because they transition like so quick, you don't even realize that you're in the commercial yet because they, they just transition so well. Yeah. Um, and they always try to, at least it seems to try to like make it part of the part of the build in some way, or there's, there's some segue that goes from the build to the product, but it's done so well that, you know, like you were saying, Rory, like I, I won't actually want to sit and watch it. Like yeah. I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah. So that's cool. What do you got, Thanks. Jake? Um, I have a different one. Um, I hope I haven't already used him as a tool of the week here. I tried to look it up. I didn't see him. Um, but Alex Melton, Alex Melton is on YouTube and he does covers in particular, he kind of focuses on like pop punk, punk rock stuff. And he will, he'll switch up a, let's, he'll do like a pop song, but he'll do it in punk, kind of pop punk style. Or he'll, more recently, um, his super popular videos are like just taking off like crazy. He's been doing country versions of punk songs punk rock songs but that sounds awesome. country style it does um or vice versa like his number one song on spotify right now it hit like a a top playlist and everything but it's the uh it's a, a tim mcgraw song but in pop punk style That's so awesome. uh i'm not like a country guy i'm like a pop punk guy but he's got me listening to country as long as it's, you know, this pop punk country style stuff. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. He's a super cool guy and he's really taken off getting big. And I think he just started because he was bored over COVID or something. So, wow. Good to see them grow. So if you're into covers, pop punk or country music, check out Alex Melton. All right. 
My tool is, I already mentioned it. It's the uh, Star Wars Theory YouTube channel. Uh, you can get pretty deep into that stuff if you really want to. Um, and it, it's uh, really timely. They like They've already got... He's already got a video out for the latest video. I mean, latest episode of Boba. So, wow. Yep. He's each, on like it. each, yeah. Each one is digested and then, you know, examined with a <laughs> fine magnifying glass. Yeah. So, I'm going to have to watch some of those because maybe that will change my appreciation for, for Boba. Yeah, I agree. Just to bring it to a different level because, eh, I don't know, started looking at the details and yeah. have fun with that part. Yep. Nice. Nice. Cool. Well, this Man. was super fun. This was fun. Our first uh, Star Wars extravaganza in the can. Uh, someday like we, we should bring back Yoda quotes. Someday, but I was going to say oh, your yeah. first episode. I think wasn't it? What would Yoda do? Or Yoda? If Yoda was a maker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have to yeah, thank you too publicly, Sean. You, you. I was your tool of the week. I think on one of those early episodes for for Mando this last year. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was our. Uh, did we actually? No, I think we recorded that on May the fourth. I was I was fourth. driving in the car. My palms started sweating when I heard you start talking about it. <laughs> oh like, man! Oh my gosh, he's talking about me. Like, oh, this podcast <laughs> talking about us. I, I bet they have like ten or maybe even fifteen listeners. Yes, yes. <laughs> two two wives and two moms. That's four right there. Yeah, you know we're we're growing slowly. We might be up to like sixteen or so next week. <laughs> No, you guys yeah, we really didn't good. really talk about uh, some of that stuff, um, but you've made some really cool projects with like the Mando thing, and um, you did some of the uh, where you engraved the the, yeah. ma- the Mandalorian symbol and thank you put epoxy in it. I actually um, that was a big. Uh, if there are any more Star Wars fans listening, they will. Uh, appreciate that I'm I'm fixing this. So that was a a mythosaur, which is Boba Fett's clan, mm-hmm. and uh, Mandalorian's clan is a mudhorn. And I should have done the mudhorn logo, but totally botched that. In fact, it took a while. It, it was interesting because there's a lot of people like, oh, it's so cool, that's so cool. And then finally, like it had been out for a while, and one dude was like, why didn't you do the mudhorn? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> What, like, what do you mean? So I had to look and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a huge mistake on that. Like <laughs> a, a true Star Wars fan, like a diehard is going to think that this is like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would I do Boba Fett's clan on there? Yeah. They probably so. just thought you were just chilling for views. Yeah. Like, oh, I found this cool picture. I'm going to make a, yeah, you know, a little resin inlay with it. And I'm going to yep. say Mandalorian because everyone knows Mandalorian. Yep, Exactly. <laughs> And that's uh, the majority of it. There's, I'm telling you that the I did a reel on that, and it's gotten a lot of views on on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and it only a couple of people have said anything about it. So, <laughs> it reminds me of a bumper sticker I saw. It had uh, it said "Biggest Star Wars fan ever," and then a graphic of the Starship Enterprise. It's <laughs> <That is> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great bumper sticker. <laughs> Uh, so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what to do for this. This May the 4th. I'd love to make a Boba Fett helmet, but I don't think the, uh, I don't think time is going to allow. So I'll probably do something similar with the jigsaw, maybe some resin and we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> if you Can did you the, that, when you say helmet, you mean like a, I, for, I forgot what that was called. Yeah. Like the foam, uh, oh, the stuff that okay, like, like a wearable helmet. Yeah. Wearable like the helmet. stuff that workout okay. mats are made out of. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. I yeah. was thinking of the flat wood thing. Oh, in Tarja? Yeah, that. Yeah. You yeah. know how much I practiced saying that word when I did my video? Yeah. My five. <laughs> I was like, I have to say it right. And I still said it wrong, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You both have, have I owe you guys a lot. I'm going to send you both a couple of fruit baskets. Call me out on your video. And <laughs> yes. Being the tool of the week. Man. Finally, it's fruit. paid off. I've been I, owe, like, I owe all of my, my beers. I'm like, I'm going to get into YouTube. I'm going to make a friend with this guy just so I can get him. Send all my massive there. success. <laughs> I, I owe it to the two of you. <laughs> you we'll can think that, but. <laughs> <laughs> there have, there have been several Jake that have come over. Hey man, I saw you on Jake's video. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's that awesome. is cool. It is cool. That video. Um, I don't know. It's been hard to track to see how well that actually does because it started getting hit by some sort of like spam task website hmm. thing from Pakistan. And so for the past, I don't know, six, eight months, it's been getting like three, 400 views every 48 hours, sometimes even more. Wow. Um, from, from Pakistan. Wow. And they watched yeah. for literally like 10 to 15 seconds. Oh, so weird. my average view duration on that is, I want to say 17 or 18 seconds. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And if I, I think, filter thanks out. Thanks for putting me first. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I haven't seen a lift yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, okay. So there's another thing. This is the, the episode that'll never end. But um, as soon as I, we were talking about that and you mentioned you had some people come over and I saw that the retention was super low. And the drop off was you. So as soon as I, as soon as your card, because I did cards for everyone. Yeah. I put up in the thing, like, oh, check, click on the card, go check this guy out. As soon as that card popped up, and then it plummeted. Yeah. And that's like accounting for the whole, the whole Pakistan thing. You can filter that out. But um, so that, that's why if you watch the video now, there's no cards. Yeah. That's probably smart. And a little better retention. Yeah. I figured you, well, you got your, your small pump. From my 800 subscribers at the time. I think as, as soon as they see Rory's face, they're they're like, oh, we got to go there now. Like, we're done with Jake. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you can't even say it in Tarsia. Tarsia. <laughs> and I can't say Rory. Yeah, you say it perfectly. Oh, sounds weird in my head. Southern, southern <laughs> people down here, they say it, Roy. Roy. <laughs> there you go. And I should call you Roy. Yeah, you can call me Roy. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, guys. Well, this is super fun. This has been awesome. Thank you both so much for having me on. Absolutely. Oh, anytime, We're so glad man. we could get you on. We'll have to do it again sometime and talk about, uh, you know, like non-Star Wars stuff. Yeah, we okay. should start a podcast about tools. <laughs> <laughs> like making and building. Like the proper tools. To, to use in a wood, situation wood, woodworking yeah yeah absolutely we'll definitely do this again cool all right guys thanks rory talk to you later thank you both all right guys we'll see you later